Welcome to the Arabian Traveler Poetry. This episode, I'm going to talk to you about my trip to Portugal, Spain, and Morocco, which I did in 16 days. This is Mohamed Bader, your host, aka the Arabian Traveler. We were really elated to board an airplane. We took off from Portland, Oregon, all the way to Lisbon. This is the story of our trip. I hope you find it to be beneficial as you plan your own trips. This was trip of a lifetime as we hit about three countries and about almost nine or 10 different cities. Considering that we planned it only 70 days before the departure, this trip exceeded our expectations. As the world was recovering from COVID-19, we originally were hesitant to travel. We used a company called EF Tours for this. There were some issues that we faced or did not like, but overall, we felt it went smoothly. Initially, I was concerned about COVID-19 protocols and what would happen if we got infected. But we still took the plunge. I decided to shell out extra fees to ensure our trip against illness or other issues. It gave us a peace of mind as it was a huge investment. I also found out that one of my gold credit cards will automatically insure flights with my card. So that was an option that you can choose too. We opted to take this semi-all-inclusive guided tour as it included three countries, like I said, and about nine cities, included air flight, brand transportation, a tour director who stayed with us all the trip um, during the day, night included uh, some meals and local guides. In addition, we thought we wanted to be with other people um, and that worked great for us. The tour included local guides who were certified in every city we visited and provided us with history and explained local flavors. They helped us recommend the best places to eat, drink and shop. An air-conditioned motor coach picked us up every day and delivered us to our destination. We had hearty breakfast on a daily basis and about eight dinners were included. Lunches were on our own, which allowed us alone time and gave us chance to sample local restaurants, gift shops, and markets. One night we purchased a cooking class where we learned how to cook chicken tagine at a Moroccan cooking school in Marrakesh called Lotus Cooking School. In Sevilla, we opted in for a group dinner and a walking tour that included tapas in one restaurant. Then we walked to another restaurant for dessert and port while we paid extra for those excursions. They were worth it. 
you are traveling on a budget and not sure where and what to do, I recommend you use similar service. As I mentioned earlier, we booked this at the last minute and bought travel insurance. Put your mind at ease and takes away all of the stress of planning and organizing. The tour director was of a great help. It was great to meet so many people from all parts of the USA and Canada on the tour with us and learn about their lives, share a meal, play card games, walk, or share a drink with them as we traveled. We liked the ease of transportation, the hearty breakfasts, and the special excursions. Occasionally, we get a little bit impatient with the size of the group, and occasionally we get annoyed with some members of the tour initially, but friendships and bond were created and were incredible. I felt that strongly when we had our last dinner together. All in all, we recommend this tour, and we plan to use this service in 2024. It's easy to do as you can pay interest-free monthly payments and make it very easy. For a full itinerary to see our tour to our company, you can go to the EF Tours website. As a disclaimer, I was not paid by this company and I do not get any kickbacks from them. It just happened to be a company that I used. There are lots of things they could have done better. The hotels they use are really great, but some are very boutique-like and quaint, which can mean a lot of things for different people. For us, they worked well. We loved our hotel in Madrid. It was three miles from the city center, 60-minute walk, or take Uber. Same thing in Portugal. We lucked out in Marrakesh and stayed in a couple of nice hotels that were Marriott and were really nice. The breakfast were marvelous, especially in Marrakesh and Fes. I'm sure you can find other companies that fit your need. For me, it's the idea of travel and learning that excites me. This company focused on education by bringing local guides who were certified in each city. They knew the areas really well as they lived there and were able to explain the history as well. During our trip, we met several families who planned their own tours, rented a car, and drove around. You can try that too. Some even mentioned that they used the service of home exchange and it did not cost them money for accommodation. I have not compared costs, but if you have done that, please let me know how that worked for you. This is uh, our camel ride in Marrakesh. All right. Here are we are on a caravan in Marrakesh, Morocco. Thank you. Yep. Thank you.
The tour cost was very reasonable and included airfare from Portland, Oregon to Lisbon, all ground transportation, flight from Malaga to Casablanca, and another flight from Marrakesh to Madrid. We were responsible for our own transportation for non-tour scheduled activities, which was very little. In our free time, we each uh, decided where to go for lunch, or we mainly walked, except in some areas we took a taxi, and in Lisbon, we hired a tuk-tuk driver to take us up the hills. As I mentioned above, it included breakfast every day, hotel accommodations, and ate dinners. In Casablanca, we ate at Trick's Cafe, named after the uh, restaurant in the movie Casablanca. The cost also included admission fees to the mosque church in Cordoba, the tower in Sevilla, uh, Alhambra Palace, and the Prada Museum in Madrid. I mentioned that guides were provided as part of the tour, but we were encouraged to tip local guides as well as our tour director. We also tipped the bus driver who stayed with us almost all the trip. Day one. Following was the itinerary. Um, on day one, we flew from PDX to um, New Jersey. And right after that, uh, we arrived in Lisbon. We arrived around 8.30 a.m., which gave us, you know, nice time. We were able to, as you can see here, we took a little bit of a tour at the Parque de Eduardo. We stayed two nights in Lisbon. We stayed at a hotel called Turim. Uh, on this evening, we met a, as a group, had port, then headed for an included dinner at a local restaurant. On day three, uh, we did a sightseeing tour of Lisbon, which uh, you heard uh, some part of it um, on that audio I recorded. Uh, we got to know the Portuguese capital um, on a, a tour and admired the views of the city of Eduardo um, the Seventh Park. We rode by the Praca Marquis de Bompal as we traveled and walked along the Avenida de Liberdad. It looked a little bit like, well, they tried to liken it to the Champs-Élysées of uh, France. And it was, you know, a little bit similar, but not, I wouldn't say, as grand as the Champs-Élysées. Then we stopped at the waterfront to discover the city's marine time heritage at the Monument to the Discoveries and Tower of Berlin. Uh, turn around here, hey there. Beautiful. We visited um, a church in Lisboa. They call it Lisboa versus Lisbon. The Santa Maria Mayor. Um, uh, 
a church called Church of St. Anthony of Lisbon. Then we uh, went to the Jardim Julio de Castillo. We're lucky we heard some live music over there. Over there. Then you have a okay a, a man mannequin there playing the guitar because this beautiful song and these singers they are only escorted by two guitars. The classic guitar, the one you can see there, and another beautiful one, unique with the heart shaped with 12 strings. That is the Portuguese guitar that makes this beautiful sound. Okay, we got then you have what's interesting thing is we were in some of the old uh, cities in Lisboa, there is a this uh, kind of singing that yeah, you should try where there's a man and a woman, a man and a guitar and a woman singing. And uh, Allah mentioned the name of it later. Um, but it's a very popular kind of singing that you can go to a club and hear it. You have to have uh, reservations ahead of time because it's very popular. But you see mannequins there on balconies. Um, in the old city over there. This is uh, Santa Maria Mayor. It's a square. Very beautiful. With lots of really old buildings, restaurants. And that is the emblem, the symbol of the Lisbon city. Is that blue sheet with the two raven, the two cross. This is from that is 800 years old, this small section of the former wall. And that is uh, uh, the central span of this bridge is, imagine, 250 feet above sea level. And uh, the two pillars, they are 450 feet high. It says you can see uh, exactly at the Golden Gate. And what you can see on the other side, please try to see on the other side uh, of uh, the, the river. On the other bank, you have a uh, uh, This area we were at is called uh, Alcantara. And it's actually, they have um, a bridge that looks exactly like uh, the Golden Gate Bridge that we have in San Francisco. Apparently, it's a little bit longer than the Golden Gate Bridge, but uh, it was built by the same engineer or designed by the same engineer. And uh, the it is that big building that is our presidential palace. Home, you have a White House. Here, I have my pink house. <laughs> We also looked at the presidential palace. Did you see the shape of? 
this is the monument to discoveries. It's a very beautiful marine time area. Um, I was conflicted about that because it's about the conquest of the Portuguese, really, all over the world. Um, if, if you're against colonization, you start to think like this is a monument to colonization. Hello, basically. everyone. We're in Portugal, and this is the marine time area. This is Again, um, you heard some recordings that I have done as I was walking, either on foot or traveling. Um, we've like stopped at the waterfront uh, again to discover that Marine Time Heritage Center, which was um, again called the Monument to Discoveries and the Tower of Belim. We walked on foot almost all day and uh, on our own, uh, we made sure we had grilled sardines. That's something uh, you want to have. And then uh, there's something else that's called uh, um, pasta uh, de nada. And that's, uh, you'll find it in uh, the Santa Maria Mayor area. Um, it's very um, tasty. Um, pastry. Um, again, uh, you can't miss it. It's pastilla de nada. Uh, we ate some at the Fabrica de nada in, in Portugal. Um, very tasty, very tasty custard kind of a thingy on a, like what appears to be like a, a pie crust, small little, small little pies. And then uh, we walked in a street called the Augusta Street. It's like a main street. It's uh, only pedestrians and a lot of markets. And we got lucky. We heard some African. Again, um, you heard some recordings that I have done as I was walking, either on foot or traveling. Um, we've like stopped at the waterfront uh, again to discover that Marine Time Heritage Center, which was um, again called the Monument to Discoveries and the Tower of Belim. We walked on foot almost all day and uh, on our own, uh, we made sure we had grilled sardines. That's something uh, you want to have. And then uh, there's something else that's called uh, um, pasta uh, de nada. And that's, uh, you'll find it in uh, the Santa Maria Mayor area. Um, it's very um, tasty. Um, pastry. Um, again, uh, you can't miss it. It's pastilla de nada. Uh, we ate some at the Fabrica de nada in, in Portugal. Uh, 
Um, very tasty, very tasty custard kind of a thingy on a, like what appears to be like a, a pie crust, small little, small little pies. This uh, area also called the Braca di uh, Comercio, the um, commercial square, amazing, beautiful yellow building. It's very close to the water. Um, very, very beautiful area um, that I recommend that you take a look at. Lisbon is very hilly area, so there are options. You can take tuk-tuks, you can take a small little cute um, trolley um, up by the Santa Maria Mayor. You can go up to the visit the churches. There's a lot of vendors up there. Streets are very narrow. You have to be careful uh, with traffic. Um, the streets are made out of stones and could be slippery if it's raining. Um, but amazing art, amazing, uh, very beautiful, very, very beautiful town. We also made our way into um, Santo Antonio Square and we were surprised that there was a bunch of people doing some salsa dance. This is a very lively city. Are um, cork trees. This is what you make cork trees out of. Uh, this is where you make cork out. It turns out that Lisbon is um, has the cork trees. So we saw a lot of cork uh, products. But uh, uh, on our way to Evora, we uh, stopped by a, a park and rest station in uh, Montemore, Onovo, and saw a lot of cork trees and, and just kind of uh, our tour guide explained to us the process of making cork. And they made uh, bags and handbags and wallets and different kind of um, uh, useful things that you can use out of that, and even postcards that you can buy made out of um, um, cork. We headed from Lisbon to Sevilla on the fourth day by the way of traveling through a town called Evora, E-V-O-R-A. Um, we traveled through the unspoiled countryside of Portugal en route to Spain. Before crossing the border, we stopped at the UNESCO-listed city of Evora to view the Roman temple and visit the Church of St. Francis, known as the Chapel of Bones. Thank <laughs> you. 
This was Senhora de Guadalupe. Very, very eerie. In this church, you see a lot of skulls, human bones. Whole church is built with it. The walls, outside, inside. Very, very reminder of, you know, human beings and that were not um, mortal, were very important. As we got into Spain, uh, we one of the first things we visited was the Plaza de España. Very beautiful marble. It was built for the World uh, Fair, where every country built um, buildings to represent their countries. It's very beautiful. As we entered the streets of Sevilla, you see a lot of people with the guitars um, singing in the alleyways. Here's a, a little bit of taste of it. And he's my friend. This is a city that when you are going downtown, you run into friends, into relatives. What is your name? Davinia. This is in Sevilla, in an area called Triana Casco Antiguo. This was a school for ceramics that we went there and uh, we were able also to have dessert there. Those are the cubes. The cubes. On the way to Cordoba, we stopped uh, at El Viso del Alcor, where we saw how olive oil is uh, harvested and how olives are harvested and turned into uh, virgin uh, olive oil. You can hear this clip here now. This is the name of the uh, hacienda. Hacienda is uh, a farm like this, a pretty house with old trees on the mill. Inside, okay, we have 700. 
Filippo, this is the name. We uh, tasted um, olive oil and get a chance to buy olive oil uh, from there. It was a nice uh, rest basically there for us. And then we headed uh, from there to uh, Cordoba. We are now in the mosque uh, cathedral of Cordoba, a very beautiful, very beautiful um, and wonderful idea where rather than demolishing the mosque, um, the queen at that time decided to just keep it, keep the mosque and then build a cathedral around it, which also protected the mosque by that. And so you see like a very beautiful uh, art. Uh, you can see those pictures on my Medium blog. Uh, I have some pictures there that for you to see. big pieces that we cut in smaller pieces by hammers that we put in about a wooden plate. They stay here two, three days to be shot. Then the craftsmen, they go inside, so they prepare the paste, so they knead it by feet in hand, and same time they take off the lead stones, wood, any kind of thing to be clean. So with this paste, we do tiles as you see. So they use either wood bowl to make tiles and We are in FES here, F-E-S, at um, Zelij um, School, where they make the uh, famous FES um, and ornamented uh, uh, tiles, pottery work. Um, they make it from scratch. They bring a bunch of rocks that are clay rocks that are hard, uh, crush them, break them, uh, steep them in water for a few days then uh, make them like a slurry, basically. That's what zelige means, like slurry almost. And then uh, turn them into tiles.
motorcycles drive through the market even though it's supposed to be pedestrian but uh, this is like inside the, the market in Marrakesh <laughs> Then we stopped in the town of Cordoba, which was once home to 700 mosques, 900 public paths, and 70 libraries. We entered the Mesquita, a UNESCO World Heritage Site built in the 8th century as a mosque and then transformed into a cathedral during the Christian Reconquista of 1236. I get you some sounds from that church mosque. Wow. 
7, we did sightseeing tour of Alhambra. We took a guided tour of the UNESCO-recognized Alhambra, the Moorish Sultan's last stronghold in Spain. It was very amazing. We walked along the Cyprus promenade to view the upper and lower gardens of Henarelief Palace. We enjoyed panoramic views overlooking Granada and surrounding countryside. As a Muslim myself, I very much admire the blend of Western civilization and Islamic design as we strolled through the ornamented courtyard. We saw where royal family lived during visits to Comres Palace and the Palace of Lions. I later learned that Comrade's Palace was, came from the Arabic word Com Wandur. It's like it commands you to, to look, stand up and look, and the Palace of the Lions. On day eight, we took a flight to Casablanca. We boarded a flight on Moroccan Royal Airline to Casablanca. Flight was 
included in the package and was arranged by our tour company. This evening, we had a sit-down for an included dinner. Our flight was super delayed, and we arrived close to midnight. We arrived close to midnight. The hotel had a buffet ready for us. It was hard to eat that late. So the tour company calmed us and bought us a dinner the next night. On day nine, we went to Fez via Rabat, the capital. As we made our way to Fez, we stopped um, to tour Morocco's capital of the Rabat. We entered the white and green mausoleum of Muhammad V, which houses the tombs of the 20th century king and his two sons. We viewed Hassan's tower, intended to be the world's largest mosque. We walked through the Kasbah, this Udyasis, to see the mouth of the Buragrag River and the Andalusian gardens. And on day 10, we did a sightseeing tour of Fas. We took a guided tour of Fas, the spiritual and cultural center of Moroccan life. We saw the ornate brass doors of the royal palace and visited the Milah, a Jewish quarter. We visited the Bab Bujelud, a blue tiled gate that exemplify the Moorish architectural style. A favorite of mine was attending a ceramics demonstration where we learned how intricate and colorful art pieces are created. I got a chance to speak with the artist who created these masterpieces from mud. Finally, we explored the UNESCO-listed Fes Medina on a walking tour through the colorful souks. It was very hot. On day 11, we traveled to Casablanca via Poliopolis and Meknes. We traveled to Casablanca starting with visits to the ancient ruins at the Roman archaeological site of Poliopolis. We walked through the holy town of Maulaya Idris Zerhoun, known as the birthplace of Islam in Morocco. Later, we continued on to Meknes. There, we saw the bustling Lahadin Square and Bab El Khamis Gate. And on door 12, we did some sightseeing tour of Casablanca and then transferred to Marrakesh. We walked near the seaside Casablanca, a city with a modern day legend that was established by old Hollywood. We passed the fashionable Corniche waterfront area and Casablanca's ancient Medina, the bustling heart of the city. We entered the Hassan II Mosque, the largest in Morocco.
Sevilla. We viewed the tiled pavilion of the Plaza de España and stepped inside the Gothic Sevilla Cathedral, the third largest church in the world. And on day six, we went to Granada via olive oil farm in Cordoba. We stopped at an olive oil farm for a tour of the olive groves, mill, and cellar. We sampled some orange-infused olive drizzled on top of chocolate gelato. Day 13, sightseeing tour of Marrakesh. By now we were tired and opted not to join the guided tour. I figured since I spoke Arabic, I decided to explore on our own. Our hotel was only about half a mile away from Jama El Fina, which is a festive open air market where musicians, snake charmers, and clowns perform. It is also connected to the souk, so we decided to buy spices, the Jean Patrick cookware, slippers, and very authentic uh, uh, soccer jersey for, for my son who likes Ashraf Hakimi. We ate street food that was cooked in front of us. We sat at a park bench and ate our food, taking in the scene as we watched hundreds of people go by. The market was like a labyrinth and you can get lost easily. I had to ask locals questions about how to get out of there. So be careful and know where you're going. Write down the name of the area you were started in, otherwise you'll be fine. We had one of the greatest hotels in this town, and it was across from a huge mall that had supermarket that sold everything and was very modern. The hotel had a great swimming pool with bar service. We highly recommend it. It was called La Meridian Nefis. In addition, we opted to do a camel ride. We also joined a cooking class where we learned how to cook chicken tagine, salad, Moroccan salad, and Moroccan dessert. And on day 14, uh, we took a flight to Madrid. And then in Madrid, we did um, some sightseeing, some of the things we looked at. We looked at the temple of uh, Debod, a reassembled temple from ancient Egypt, then went on to view the royal palace, Spain's largest royal uh, residence. We explored the Prado Museum, a world-class art museum that began as the private collection of the Spanish monarchy and is home to the works of Goya and um, Velázquez and more. We entered our tour with a farewell dinner, uh, sorry, we ended our tour with a farewell dinner. The venture was great and the company was wonderful. We said our goodbyes to our friends. We went back to our hotel, got our luggage badges packed and ready to fly back home the next morning. On day 16, we got up early at 5 a.m., shuttle bus took us to the airport, and then 
we flew home. In conclusion, driving through the picturesque southern Spain reminded me of my childhood trips to Hebron, Ramallah, Bethlehem. The old man at the olive orchard was excited when I said I was Palestinian, originally from Jerusalem. He smiled and said, Arabica olive trees we have come from Jerusalem centuries ago, he told me. It's a semi-arid land, Spain, and um, parts of southern Spain is what I'm talking about, and Morocco. Yet, amazingly, trees grow there. It's both mountainous and desert-like at the same time. Rocky in some areas, then very green in other areas. The bus drive was long, but our bus had a charging station. The internet was iffy in some areas. I bought an international plan um, just in case. It was $10 a day pass. I found that to be helpful and used it to navigate in big cities like Madrid, um, Marrakesh, it worked there too. Morocco is very huge with lots of fun and diverse geographic and cultural centers. Some areas look very ancient and underdeveloped, while others look very modern, clean, chic, and postmodern. The market was fascinating as the streets were very narrow and folks drive their mopeds in the market. All of the hotels were boutique-like and small, except in Morocco they mostly were Marriott's with local flair, huge outdoor swimming pools and outdoor bars. Almost all of our hotels were like that. Sevilla was very walkable and had great shops. I was most impressed by the old minaret tower that got converted into a church tower. We climbed up about 36 flights and were able to take amazing panoramic pictures and videos. In Granada, we focused on Alhambra Palace. This palace was full of history and charm. The gardens were superb, and the mosaics and tile work known as Zelige were beyond description. You can see more videos on my YouTube channel as I make several of them. You can find it under https youtube.com backslash C Mohammed Bader, the traveler. One exciting thing we have we had done in Granada was to go and see a live show of Flamingo. You can see a short video on that on my YouTube channel too. In conclusion, I loved this trip. It, it was overall affordable and easy to navigate as we visited 12 cities in three countries. We also drove by many more cities, but I'm only counting the ones we stopped in and had lunch or stayed overnight. 
you're looking for a group tour, then I recommend this. But before you do, there are some other things to consider. There is a tight schedule with groups and it feels hurried at times. The sooner you buy excursions, the better price. Do not wait till the last minute. You may have to sit by or deal with people you may not normally like to hang out with. It will stretch your social skills. Some extremely introverted individuals had really a hard time, but they were able to stay alone and not join the group at times. Some people may not be well enough, get sick, or not be able to navigate the rugged terrain. For example, the Lisbon had lots of stairs, uneven grounds, or huge inclines for people with disabilities. I was impressed, though, that our tour guide was able to arrange for a taxi or other modes of transportation to make sure people felt included. Not all local guides were great. Some seemed to mix things up. Since they get paid by commission, I thought some were trying to read the audience and embellish or delete historical facts. So, do your own research. Hope you enjoyed this. For questions, please email me at thearabiantraveler at gmail.com. You also can find a full copy of this article on my blog on medium.com. You can find me under The Arabian Traveler. Thank you. And as uh, we were uh, just taking a stroll in Madrid, we heard this lovely uh, quartet. after spending some time in Plaza Mayor and wonderful Madrid, we took the early back home. Thank you for listening to the Arabian Traveler Poetry. This is your host, Mohammed Bader, and today we talked about my trip to Portugal, Spain, and Morocco in 16 days. If you like it, if you'd like to hear more, please contact me at thearabiantraveler at gmail.com. Until we meet again.